This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Amazing Rico Bronya Podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Rico Bronya Starting Pitching Edition. Maybe the most important Rico Bronya of the entire offseason because we address the issue. The issue the New York Mets need to address and fix. And really what they do in adding starting pitching during the offseason is going to dictate our expectations for 2024. Because we could rationalize how this lineup would get better on its own. We could rationalize that. May not agree with it, but you could at least convince yourself, well, Brett Beatty's going to have a breakout year, and Mark Vientos is going to have a breakout year, and give Ronnie Mauricio 155 games, and he's going to be awesome. And you can convince yourself of all of that. But for this starting pitching to rebound, for this starting pitching to be good enough to be a team that gets to the postseason, competes for the NL East, They're going to have to make additions. So what we're going to do on this podcast is a couple of things, three parts. Number one, we'll look at their internal options, the guys that will be in the rotation, the guys that could be in the rotation, the guys that we don't want to see in the rotation. We'll then, of course, address the free agent market and the trade market and make our recommendations on who they should add with MLB offseason now really underway. So let's start off with what they currently have. And what they currently have, to me, is two solid pieces to build around. Kodai Senga was great last year. He was their most consistent starter, and there's a lot of positives you can lay at the feet of Kodai Senga, but I'll start off with this. Kodai took the baseball, and Kodai pitched. And, you know, he had a little bit of an injury history and an injury question coming into the start of 2023. So there was certainly no lock that Kodai was going to be able to go out there and basically make every single start, which which he did. Now, the Mets took it easy with him, no doubt about it. They would always try to find that extra day, but it worked. He finished with a sub-3 ERA. He made 29 starts. He threw 166 innings. And I think what's best of all with him is that he got better as the season went on. And so I think our view of Kodai Senga from – the moment they sign him to now is different in this regard. I think most of us can look at Kodai and say, hey, that that could be an ace. That could be one of the better pitchers in the National League. I mean, he is going to get serious consideration for the National League Cy Young. So I think Kodai was very, very encouraging. But there's one thing to keep in mind about him that we have to factor in when thinking about 2024. He made three starts 
on regular rest. And we all know what regular rest is, even though it's not regular anymore. Regular rest is four days rest. He only made three starts. And when he did that on regular rest, he was average to mediocre to bad, however you want to describe it. It's tough because it's only three starts. So when you look at a sample size of three starts, it's like, well, what do you want to gauge out of it? He made three starts. He had a 4-6 ERA. He threw 13 and two-thirds innings. He gave up seven runs. He walked nine guys in 13 and two-thirds innings. When he made his starts on five days rest, which is that extra day, 17 of his starts were like that. He pitched to a 3-0-4 ERA. And then when he was given extra days, six days of rest, he actually made nine starts on six or more days of rest and pitched to a 2-4-5 ERA. So he was obviously a better pitcher when he was given more rest. And the reason I bring that up and the reason I mention it is it's a part of why I think during the offseason the Mets need to add three starting pitchers and not two. More on that later. Kodai Senga, an easy lock for the 2024 rotation. The other guy is Jose Quintana. And missing Jose early in the season turned out to be a really big blow for this rotation. We talk about not having Verlander for the first month of the year, the fits and starts of Max Scherzer. This season could have played out very differently if Quintana was out there. And I think we all have to feel pretty good about what he did in the second half of the year. And really, if you look at most of his career, he has been a reliable starting pitcher. He is more of a middle to back end of the rotation guy, but he is a lefty, which is valuable to have. And those two guys are locks. I mean, so I guess that's a positive, right, Pete? 40% of the rotation is set. Unless it's better than 0%. That's a positive way to look at it. The The rest of the options, and I, and I tiered them this way, you've got your swing guys, and then you've got your prospects, prospects that can make an impact in 2024. Here are your swing guys. Tyler McGill, Joey Lucchese, David Peterson, Jose Budo. I am ready to move Peterson and McGill to the bullpen and make them full-time relief pitchers. I think we've seen a lot of McGill and Peterson over the last bunch of years. I know that some starters develop later than others, especially lefties like Peterson. But I'm intrigued to see what they can do out of the bullpen. And I've made that clear for a while. They were given a shot this past season after the trades were made. And I think they kind of proved that they're swing guys they're swing guys or they're guys that are not good enough to be starters so if you want to keep them as swing guys I get it I think the negative is if you keep Peterson and McGill as swing guys that could enter the rotation or just be ready in case there are injuries you can't put them to valuable use out of the bullpen because if you make Peterson a short guy where he's coming in and facing three or four batters in the seventh inning and is actually good at it and he's doing that for two months. And now you've got injuries in the rotation. It's just not realistic to stretch him out again. Now, obviously, a guy gets hurt two weeks into the season. Okay, fine. Not a big deal. You could stretch him out. So I'm ready to move Peterson and McGill into permanent bullpen roles and seeing what they could do. Budo and Lucchese, I think, are fine as swing guys. Guys that bounce between AAA and the major leagues. Maybe in the bullpen as a long reliever. So that when they do come into games whether a starting pitcher got hurt or a starting pitcher got chased early. They are the Trevor Williams from a few years ago, the Pat Mahomes from 99. It's so weird to use Pat Mahomes as an example because you say his name and you just think of his son and you think of the quarterback. But 
I always view that like late nineties. Who's the, the definition of that late, uh, that, that failed starter. I hate to say that, but failed starter who can come in fourth inning starter got chased early. It was Pat Mahomes. It was Darren Oliver in 2006. It was Trevor Williams a couple of years ago. Luke Casey Budo kind of fit that or swing starters. So I take Peterson and McGill. I make them relievers. Luke Casey and Budo remain as the break glass in case of emergency. Uh, disagreement on that, Pete, or agreement on that? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, I, I really am down on, on McGill and Peterson where I don't want to see them at all. But if you're going to use them, yeah, I don't want to see them as starters anymore. I think that's over. I, I don't mind Budo. And yeah, I think Lucchese has some um, unexplored ability in the rotation. Well, Lucchese was good. That's what's so weird about him. I and when you think back to last year, and obviously it became such a funky season because of the trades and the injuries early on, when Joey Lucchese made starts, and he was recovering from Tommy John surgery, so I'm sure there was some cautiousness to it. But he made nine starts at the major league level and had a 2.89 ERA. Like he was, he was damn good. I, I could actually understand. I'm not there, and I'll explain why. But I'm not at that point of saying let him compete for a rotation spot. But I can understand a Matt fan thinking that way because the guy went out and made nine starts, which is a decent sample size, and was really good. And pitched to a low ERA. Um, the reason I don't want to do that, the reason I wouldn't say to a Joey Lucchese, a Jose Budo, Peterson or Miguel, who I've already kind of made clear I want out of the bullpen or any of the prospects, hey, go compete for a rotation spot and leave it as four certainties and then one that's just a battle. The reason I'm against that is because guys are going to get hurt. Like we saw that this past season. Guys are going to get hurt. More on that in a little bit on why they should add three, not two, as we go through what they currently have. Then you've got, to me, five pitching prospects that are close enough where they can make an impact in 2024 if need be. Mike Vassell was at double-A and triple-A. His triple-A ERA was not good. He made 10 starts there, but he had some really dominant starts. He had that eight scoreless inning start, I think actually against Yanke against the Yankees, against Scranton, and he pitched a lot better in his last five starts at triple-A than his first five starts. But the fact he was making starts at triple-A shows you that Mike Vassell is not far off. There's a really good chance we see him pitch for the Mets in 2024 at the major league level. Blade Tidwell is one of their better prospects. He made eight starts at double-A. So my assumption is Tidwell will start at double-A and try to prove himself. I think he's got less of a shot to make major league starts this year than Mike Vassell, but a guy to keep an eye on because he's not that far off. Christian Scott was the guy who, at least for me, burst onto the scene a year ago. I wasn't that familiar with Scott one year ago at this time, but after he put up so many good pitching performances throughout the Met Farm system, we all had to pay attention. And he ended up making 12 starts at double-A. So another guy who can certainly be on the radar. Dominic Hamill 
had a full season at double-A, made 26 starts. Assume he begins the year at triple-A. He's pretty close. And Justin Jarvis is the other guy to keep an eye on. None of those guys should be competing for a rotation spot right out the gate. They should be guys that you keep an eye on, guys that are in the minor leagues, and guys that very well may make starts at some point. And that's why I go back to three starters need to be added. You've got Quintana and you've got Senga. But of those group of pitchers I just mentioned, those are nine guys I mentioned, four guys who we've already seen in McGill, Lucchese, Peterson, Budo, and then the five prospects that are relatively close. I don't want any of them in the rotation right out the gate. That's why I believe the Mets need to add three starters. Those guys may end up making starts for the Mets in 2024. It should not be on April 1st. It should not be right out of the gate. I don't think there's enough good options, nor enough options that are close enough where I would just take the fifth spot in the rotation and say, all these guys battle. Not only because of what I just said, that they're not good enough or close enough, but also because the Mets are probably going to have to use a sixth starter quite a bit, even if they are healthy. Even if the Mets have a season where they're very lucky and Quintana makes every start and Senga makes every start and whomever they add makes every start, you are dealing with a Kodai Senga who they only allowed to pitch on regular rest three times last season. And if they add Yamamoto, who we'll talk about in a second, you have to figure they're going to treat him the same way. You know, why would Yamamoto be treated that much differently than Senga? Yamamoto's younger. He comes over with, you know, four years, I guess, four years younger. And a size difference. He's 5'11", which I know may cause some concerns down the road. So if they get Yamamoto, it's even more of a reason why the Mets are probably going to be looking at a six-man rotation more times than not. I want all of those guys I mentioned, Jarvis, Hamill, Scott, Tidwell, Vassal, Budo, Lucchese. I take out Peterson and McGill because I made clear I want them out of the bullpen. Those are all the guys in the mix, whether it's for a sixth spot in the rotation, whether it's because there are injuries, hopefully not too many, but I do not want any of those guys being the fifth starter. That's why the New York Mets need to add three starting pitchers during this offseason, whether it's free agency or trades. Do you agree with that, Pete, or would you be comfortable allowing the fifth spot in the rotation to be a competition amongst the names I just mentioned? No, I think that you need to go out and get as many arms as possible. I mean, if you just look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, what they did, how they got to the playoffs, the the rotations that they used, it was a free-for-all. At some point in time, I mean, uh, the rotation was never really consistent besides Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, maybe. I mean, but they had Brandon Fat going into the World Series pitching. The guy had a five ERA in, like, the few games he pitched in 2023. And then you look at Texas, and that's basically what they did going into the season. They basically went John Gray, Andrew Haney, uh, Avaldi, DeGrom. I mean, and then they added Scherzer. They basically just tried to build a rotation. So I think you need to go into this. The more arms, the better. Absolutely. 